Boom. Hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things. In a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked, learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Boom! What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here for another episode of the Protector Podcast. I've got an awesome guest with me today, uh, Fabio Spinella. How you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, everybody? And Bye. he's got a pretty cool company. Um, I heard about it and I was inst- instantly hooked, instantly interested, called My Own Defender. And I will get into it, but I mean, what you guys are doing is it's just in a nutshell. What do you guys give? Just kick it to them real quick in a nutshell. What do you guys do, man? We're just equipping people, uh, usually everyday people, busy people with some skills and tools necessary to defend themselves, protect their loved ones, survive trauma, that kind of thing. So we're really focused on people that don't have a whole lot of experience. Uh, or a lot of training and yeah. all sorts of different things, but life skills that help you stay dangerous to bad people. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, that's no and, 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 you know, our slogan with the, uh, I mean, I use a few of them, but you know, we want to help good people become more dangerous, you know? So I love that yeah. the mentality, you know, that, that's good stuff. Uh, be willing, capable and prepared. And so, yeah, man, when I, I don't even, did you tell me? I think someone else walked by and said something or we were talking about um, Tactical Hive and yeah. Miles. Yeah, yeah. And Miles. Yeah. Came from, man. And they're awesome. Yeah. They're good, good, good shop. You guys are looking for a place to learn more about tactical things. Go to Tactical Hive. It's like free information. Yeah. Some amounts of it. Yeah. <laughs> and great people. Yeah. And really good people. Honestly, yeah. Miles has been so helpful to me over the years. So, yeah, man. So I, I, you know, I heard about this mission that he's on and I was just like, we got to bring this to everyone and really just dig into kind of the basics and what you guys offer. And, but, you know, where someone who's like, okay, I'm feeling unsafe. Where do I start? You that's, know, that's darn it? straight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an honor to have you, but uh, my pleasure. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So who are you at your core brother? That's my first question. I like to dig. Into. Um, I'm a protector at heart. I think I I found that out later in life. Um, I've always been sensitive to people that can't help themselves, defend themselves, or can't you know fend for themselves. You know, the least of these mm-hmm. as we grow up in into in that. But um, about nine or ten years ago, uh, met somebody awesome. Got married about eight years ago, okay. and uh, I had a couple of girls pretty quick thereafter. I have a couple of baby girls. They're five and six now. And so right around that time, that's when life changed pretty good. And I was like, my goodness, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I have to go after these things that I'm pretty good at. And I'm going to get really good at those because, <laughs> I, man, I do not want to be the father that on that day, if that day um, ever comes, will look at like helpless girls going, dad, help me. And I have no tools. It will not be me. 
I will be the nicest guy in the room. I will also be the most violent guy in the room if that's what's required for me to go home with my girls today. So um, that's kind of my mindset. Um, that's kind of what where everything shifted at that point. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, <laughs> I uh, I already have these things, but I'm going to go after them hard. And uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk through, through the podcast on how we hit those things hard. And But uh, that's who I am. I mean, I I have a heart for people that are overlooked or people that are abused. I mean, it's probably a whole other podcast, but mm. anti-human trafficking is like something that breaks my heart. Like the human trafficking aspect breaks my heart. And I've been digging into some of that lately in the last few months and seeing how I can get helping people and stuff. So. Yeah. Man. Anyway. No, that's huge. I'm very happy to hear that, man. Yeah, uh, We can talk offline a little bit more about some people. I, I think you could, you should connect with if you're interested in that stuff, man, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, bop, 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 bop. That whole analogy about uh, the daughters and, you know, not being helpful, helpless when that day comes. Oh, uh, and this, it's so effective. It's so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's absolutely, uh, absolutely unacceptable, man. I, 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 uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and it's, and for me, it's just, it's a huge driving factor as well, man. It's just like, man, I've got this little vulnerability walking around outside of me. Yeah. You know, no one's hunting us, but we go, we go to work. We, that's right. (laughs) We got to make it out of the crew, man. So I, I I think that's awesome. Um, And what you do is make assets out of security assets out of everyone, which is the game. Uh, So how did you get into what you're doing, brother? Um, It really started like with friends asking questions. Um, I've always been training, doing something, you know, I've been shooting for a long time and I've been on the mat for some time. And, um, I think they, people see that and they go, um, I want that confidence that I can, that I, that I can stay able and willing to do something if something yeah. happens and that confidence is what people have feel. I feel like even, especially today with all the stuff that you're seeing on social media and, uh, the news and stuff, they're yearning for a little bit of confidence. They, I mean, <laughs> Everybody knows, you know, anybody's susceptible to, to problems, but but you have some tools. You have some things that give you the confidence, man, I'll be okay. I'll be able to take a step. I'll be able to do something instead of just like sitting there gripped with fear. Um, yeah. These days, there's a bunch of people just going, sitting at home going, what would I do if that was me in that yeah. video that I just watched? And, um, <laughs> you know, in the middle of a mob or like in a broken home, like broken into like a home or something or uh, pulled out of my car, you know, you're watching these videos and, they feel like, what what could I do and whatever. So, I think people started asking, like, "Hey, Fabio, like you seem pretty composed and confident on this stuff." Um, my answer is always like, "Man, I don't. I'm a nobody. I'm just a mm-hmm. civilian dude that just wants to be a little bit more dangerous and, and a little bit better than I was yesterday. That's it. But I do have the confidence of man, like." If it comes to shove, I will do something. I will not sit there fear, fearful and like helpless. That is, that is not me. And uh, so when I figured that a lot of people were asking the same questions and wanting a little bit of that confidence that you you can be able to do something, you know, um, I was like, man, I, I've got to help others. I, I'm tired of watching um, fearful people around me. <laughs> and so I started with friends and then it just kind of expanded where the mouth. And before I knew it, there was like just people just bombarding me with questions and how, how do I get training and what do I do and where do I go? And so no. my own defender just was like the obvious next step because 
I mean, help may be on the way at some point. Maybe. <laughs> but, but until then, I am I am it. Yeah, so, yeah. What are you going to do for 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes, 15 it's, minutes? It's an eternity. It's an eternity. Yeah, a yeah. minute can be an eternity. 30 seconds can be an eternity. You for know? sure. Yeah. yeah. So what, what I do with these people is I just go, okay, cool. Do something right now. Okay. And maybe a little bit later, we'll talk about some more specifics, but what yeah. you do in the first five or 10 seconds, <laughs> it's like, that could be massively uh, discouraging to an attacker. Massively. Oh, so you don't yeah. have to go pound for pound with somebody that's bigger than you or stronger than you or faster than you or, or got, got the drop on you, ambushed you, whatever. It doesn't have to be all that clean Square and fair. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, this is not a sparring match. I'm not yeah. trying to get points. This is not sport. Yeah. Right. So what you do, you know, it can massively deter or discourage somebody. And I talk about deterring and discouraging all the time. I'll probably say 20 times before we're done with the call today. Nice. <laughs> no, I love so, so that's how I got started. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. It, 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 it was just an organic kind of happening, you know, that came mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's man. And I think it's also just organic to our world. I mean, in the private security world, I'm seeing, you know, much more appreciation for the private security professional and for the private security professional, you know, so it's, it's definitely something people are becoming more and more aware of. And then in my training company, the same type of thing, you know, people are spending all this money on hardware, buying guns and stuff, but then okay, uh, you know, like what, what, what do I do? You know, and that's a smarter person if they do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I always tell them, man, you can get at least asking questions. Yeah, man. Like all the guns go boom nowadays. Like the technology, <laughs> you know. But you have a lethal weapon on you, and you get into a violent encounter. That's now a life-threatening altercation. <laughs> you know, one hundred percent. Yeah. You know, who knows what the other person brought to the game? You know, so yeah, I'm I'm really glad, and I and I think that it's I'm very happy actually. You know, I mean, not to get too Jordan Petersony, but out of chaos <laughs> comes higher order, man. And I think that this fear that's uh, permeating our culture right now is bringing about higher order when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. Personal protection is one of them, you know, mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. <laughs> we agree on so much. <laughs> no, we really do, man. Like I, when we were talking, I was like, you know, you know, when you don't want to be like, yeah, I think the same thing too many times, you know, because you like <laughs> you're like guy. being careful. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, no, I completely agree with everything this guy's saying. Well, man. here I am on your podcast. I'm like, yeah, man, well, I agree with yeah. you, right? Everybody's going to say it because it's your podcast. But no, like it's was, legit, you know, it's legit yeah. information. Protection is is a is a is one of our basic needs, man. Without that, you know, the food, water, and shelter is just someone else's, <laughs> you know? Yup. Yeah, right? So, yeah, man, good stuff. So, tactical background, you kind of touched on it a little bit. What um, you, like, what kind so, of you trained or where did you... I am 100% civilian. You know, my dad was in the Army in Italy. Yeah. We, I was born and raised in Italy, actually. I was 14 when we moved. Um, so, I've been, my adult life here in the States, but you know, my preteens years were on Italy. So I had some of that background growing up with somebody that was, you know, protecting, you know, in that kind of, in that kind of realm. But it was always like, you know, it's it's a different life over there. It was like, you will not do that. You will not be a part of this, you know, growing up. So it was almost like it was in me, but I was, it was 
you can't do this. All right, cool. So I grew up here thinking, okay, I'll never do anything like that. I'm not going to do, kind of wanted to, but I'm not going to do law enforcement. I'm not going to do the army. I'm not going to do none of that stuff. Okay, cool. And then, like I said, at some point that stuff just came out. I was like, no, I'm, I'm doing it anyway, but. Yeah, it's in me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, it breaks my heart to watch people, you know, get beat. I mean, you know how it is in our industry. Uh, we watch all these like people getting as soon as you're in this industry, your inbox blows up the second a violent encounter happens and oh, it's yeah. recorded on video, right? Like, oh, you yeah. know, I'll get 20 of the same in a minute. It's like this woman that got beat up or this this man that got jumped by a bunch of cowards or the elderly person that gets pushed down. And I just, I can't watch any more of those. Uh, so I feel like I use what I can to empower people to, again, go back to like deterring and discouraging uh, you know opponents or whatever so from the tactical standpoint like all of my tactics probably come i mean not probably all come from classes i take so yeah. it's it's on un, it's unreal like i i did the math i probably take around three to five hundred hours worth of classes in a year between sh like shooting classes and um and like my time on the mat with instructors not time i'm teaching because i also do some some of the teaching on the mat and like even this week i'm doing a, like a mat pranka class which is incredible um it's like a carbine pistol class so i'll be on the range for 20 hours this week it's just it's just what i do all the time <laughs> and i get I to study with like high level dudes you know yeah, man. I got to tag along. You got to let me know what's out there, what's, what's going down, man. Shoot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it took me a minute to kind of get into some of these classes that are like only for X, Y, and Z, because I'm just a civilian, right? I go back to like, but then people that get to know me or get to see me do what I do and they go, oh, yeah, you can go. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's, that was, that was why I kind of smiled when I asked this question, because I was like, <laughs> we were at a shooting competition, like, two minutes ago. And I was like, he, I already seen this guy work. I know, I know he's got the goods. Yeah. He definitely as advertised. And it, the thing about the civilians, you know, cause in my industry, it's law enforcement, military yeah. Yeah. Tough guys, cool guys, spy rig, zip line. Has special yeah. But at the end of the day, the civilians are dangerous because they're like, Hey man, like all I got is what I'm learning right now. And then they keep learning and then they're really yeah. capable. The most dangerous guys I know, a few of them, are just straight civilians, you know what I'm saying? And it's unassuming, just, right? Yeah, exactly. And they just kept at it and kept at it and never rest on their laurels. And the next thing you know, it's like a master class shooter, black belt, just five different yeah. black belts, like, <laughs> like, yeah. whatever, dude. Like, I still was a Marine, but I'm not going to fight you, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> smart. You, I don't, I, you know, I don't discount anybody you don't yeah. know you don't know who you're talking to i don't care how big or how small they are I think you are it yeah. doesn't matter it doesn't matter and i know some people rely on size and things you know people yeah. come to the dojo i um i help teach self-defense in uh it's a krav maga dojo that's where mm -hmm. i got my black belt but yeah. um most of my classes are not the standard run-of-the-mill um regular classes you, you know you go to a dojo and you're trying to pick um, what kind of martial art you're going to learn. And then you end up learning like kickboxing drills for like cardio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, okay, there's a place for that in your like, fitness regiment, you know, whatever, yeah, but that's yeah, not self-defense. Or now I'm talking in class, it's like, okay, this is how you make somebody not work anymore. Like this is how yeah. you injure somebody. This isn't a tit for tat. Like, oh, you slap me, I'll slap you. You yeah. brought violence where violence was not welcome. And, right. and, and now we have a, you have a problem. 
bigger yeah. than you thought. And it's so it's not about size. It's not about, you know, speed. It's not about that stuff. It's like, man, if you know what you're doing, don't waste your energy, focus your energy in a very specific place. And you're going to have a really bad day. So, so from a tactical standpoint, I mean, I, it's just classes and hours on the mat and, and yeah. making a lot of mistakes. Um, and I've also seen, you know, I've gotten to train with like some dudes have done some incredibly cool things for our country and do some incredibly cool things every day and are good at their craft, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. I get to pick their brain. So I feel very privileged to be in those classes. I mean, part of the reason I started my own defender was because a regular average Joe doesn't have hundreds of hours in a, in a year to go study and, and pick everybody's brain and figure out who's a good teacher and who's a bad teacher. And, yeah. and the, the dude that's teaching like weird ancient handgun technique. You know? like yeah. there, there are, it's like 2021. There's like updated stuff and there yeah. are world champions that are willing to come to town and teach you how to shoot really great. And right. the whole like competition shooting gets you killed in the street that I can't even handle that anymore. So, you know, so that's where I'm at. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's a, I don't want to go to competitions. And I yeah, Cause then I'll get killed at the competition. <laughs> exactly. And then my, yeah, my, my once upon a time won't hold up. No, nah, man, that's awesome. I, I agree with everything you said. One of the things I always say is anyone can kill you. Anybody. That's it. Like you don't that's know it. who, what, what code they work by, you don't know what anything. So lead with respect because anybody can kill you. And then, you know, patron say to the Marine Corps, General Mattis, be calm, be cool, be professional, but have a plan to kill everyone you meet. Everyone <laughs> in the room. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. You just don't know, you know, that's good stuff. You man. don't know their intent. You don't know their commitment. I mean, yeah. who knows? There's just too much, too much unknown. So. Man. No, I love it. So how do you guys uh, equip busy people? So what is this? How does this look? You know, it sounds like um, what you do is you take the body of knowledge that you're constantly taking in and you like distill it down to something that, you know. You're nailing it exactly on the head. So I have all of these years worth of information. And what I try to do is let's say I take from 10 people on X skill or whatever that is. If yeah. nine people are saying the same thing, that's probably an important thing to teach somebody. It's like, right. oh man, like nine out of these 10 high level dudes are saying the same thing. That's something that I need to keep. If like one guy is a just a complete, just so good at X, Y, and Z, but he's the only one that does it that way, it could be the shape of his body. It could be the size of his hands. It could be the, the strength in his up. Like the way his brain works. Like, yeah, you're like an there, anomaly. Man. Like I'm not. I'm glad that you're good at that, but I can't teach an average Joe that. Um, but when nine out of 10 world-class shooters tell me, Hey man, like this is about how you grip the gun. Cool. That's how we grip the gun. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't need to go back to, and like second, second guess it. You know, I'm like, yeah, man, that's how I do it too. And all these phenomenal shooters do it that way. Yeah. I can, mm-hmm. I can probably bring that to somebody, you know? So, um, I, so I, like you said, I kind of distill the information. I kind of boil it down and go, okay, there's a lot of information. What does an average Joe need? And it's right. not just handgun stuff. You know, sometimes it's like survival stuff. Sometimes it's like stop the bleed stuff, you know? So we do all that in classes. The program that I am super excited about uh, is the six month complete handgun program that, hmm. that, I, that I launched uh, a little bit over a year ago. So I, we're in the middle of the second cohort and the third cohort starts this summer. So every six months I take 12 people. I go, that's yeah, it. You're with, you're, you're with cohorts, me. Man. Dude, 
I love that you use cohorts, man. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you're with something. me. Yeah. I'm structuring something off that whole kind of Roman centurion cohort. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I love it. Well, so, cause in the past I've done, I used to do all these one-off classes and people would come with whatever skill they have and they make them, you know, I help them get better. And that's cool. I feel good about that. But whether it was on the mat or, up the hill at a range they they'd leave at the end of the day and i almost like too confident because i'm you know i help them get better but i'm like you don't know you don't even know yet like it's not enough i i, I felt like it was unsafe to let them go into the world <laughs> like kids with dynamite yeah so <laughs> i'm like I, ha- I have to do something else i need i need them to stay with me for a long enough period of time where i can like check on them just not just technique wise but like mindset and just like prepared to do whatever it is that you have to do in a certain way. And also when not to do it, cause you're not Rambo, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, so, so I keep them for six months and these people stay with me and we do a live fire thing uh, every month. Um, we do, uh, uh, so we do like a fundamental thing. Of course we do like yeah. home defense considerations. We right. do CCW considerations for the people that are carry. Um, we do a, like a tactical class and I say very loosely, I always tell them like, this is not a tactics class, <laughs> but I need you to be able to shoot from like different positions and behind barricades and like vehicle considerations and stuff like that. If you carry, you might need to use your vehicle in certain ways, you know, um, or you just might need to use the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So, so we talk about that. Uh, and then we go into like competition shooting and just straight up advanced handgun handling. And so it's a weird concept because what is advanced, right? Mm. There's no standards on the, in the, on this stuff. So I pretty much just make them go, okay, cool. You have a course of fire. You're under time pressure. I'm going to induce every malfunction that exists on the handgun in this course of fire. So they have like social pressure, time pressure. And and by the sixth month, they're able to do all this stuff while moving. Like, I'm like, okay, you got to go do all this. Do you understand the course of fire? Yes. And then I mess with their gun and then put all sorts of junk in there. And every Mm -hmm. few rounds, they're just, you know, they have catastrophes happening. (laughs) Type ones, type twos, type threes, all the things, you know, and, um, you know, reloads and all the things. And, And meanwhile, trying to score well trying to discriminate targets that's not a good that's a friendly that's not whatever so you're having to make all these decisions and i would never ever ever have before felt confident sending somebody to do something like that as a just a regular average joe right but i feel like at the end of the six months man i put them through some stuff that they're just like confident they're calm they're collected they're moving quickly uh they're handling their firearms super safely um and and so I feel like that's why I'm super proud of that program because it's really working. Like people that leave there, they're accidentally little badasses, you know, they do 24 weeks of assigned dry fire practice. Like I give them drills every week of the program. Uh, In the program, I I also do like an in-home consultation for their like home defense plan. So if they want me at their house, we just walk around the perimeter. We look at lighting, we look at cameras, we look at whatever alarm system you have. What do your kids do you know, during this thing? Where are your kids at night? You know, whatever, all this stuff. Um, we teach them like a stop the bleed class. So like that, that program, I feel like is, it's delivering on the mission statement of equipping people on yeah. all those things. So if you're, you know, asking, how do I, how do I affect people? I think that's the way, although yeah. I do the one-offs still like just less of them, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the like the wide funnel. That's taste the magic. Yeah, come yeah. Just me. come see me, me. And honestly, if you hate me as a teacher, like you don't want to come to my class. You don't want to spend six months with me. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you want to come to a class and check it out, yeah, great. And then if you if we interact well, you like what I'm saying or how I'm saying it, right? Then then there's more to this, and it's been really good. And, and I keep it small so that everybody gets to like dig in and ask like real questions and i am like on them like what are you doing this week how's your dry fire going great what did you do for fitness this week great That's good, That's <laughs> did so you drive good. to get donuts don't drive to get donuts <laughs> yeah. no that's yeah. awesome man i think that that approach is so much better there's nothing we learn it with one exposure you know I, I i even when we do our trainings with the protector symposium i always tell everyone like look you know, this is just the beginning. Like we're exposing you to instructors and to training. Um, but the people that you may encounter out there, you know, I say protection is more than just a job. It requires a lifestyle because they're out there right now getting jumped into gangs, like getting their stripes, getting their licks, fighting, doing yeah. dirty deeds for cheap. Yeah. You know, like they're out there right now being wolves all the time tonight, late mm. tonight be up doing it you know and you're going to be mm-hmm. working on your business being normal then you're going to be eleven, and then you're going to have to whip it on with somebody who's been living in the darkness the entire time you know and you are like worried about you know how they mess up your drink at starbucks 10 minutes ago yeah. <laughs> now you gotta be a you you gotta be a beast yeah. you know i'm saying like you're, you know so uh i that, i love that six month approach because it sounds like it's actually really gets the habits inside them so that they can have a baseline of performance that they can actually rely on. Cause that's what they're, how they're going to perform. And it's so like sequential. Like, so I have this background in teaching. I, I taught high school okay. and college uh, for almost 10 years. I was a music director. Like I was a music guy. I'm a, I'm actually a trumpet player, professional trumpet player still really? when, okay. when the world's not over, you know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I play Disney, I play like pop artists. I, like I play all the time. So I have this background in, in education. And when I started a couple like I understand how people learn. I coupled that with the information that I have on this protection stuff. My dude, I I got I know how to structure information. It's sequential. It builds on the previous knowledge. All this stuff. So the six month thing made sense because when I was really digging in years back on this stuff, you like you're signing up for like an intermediate class. What does that mean? Right. I don't I don't know. Like, what's an advanced class? What's a what's a beginner's class? So I'll go to anybody's fundamental class because. If they got a good way to explain something, I want to know, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I was like, instead of leaving it so ambiguous, let me just do a sequential, you learn this this month, next month we're going to add this, or next month we're going to add that, and continue to like, you know, get better, get more dangerous in a, in a safe way, you know? Yeah, man. And what, like, what topics you really hit when you're trying to build someone into a protector? You know, what, what subjects do you make sure and what are the better so, you know yeah so like the program is mostly uh firearms based right so we don't we don't do a ton of like empty hand stuff but we absolutely hit some empty hand stuff we talk mindset almost every class what are you willing and capable of doing because just having a gun and knowing that you can shoot a piece of paper and be like a cardboard assassin like it doesn't mean anything like it's a skill and i'm glad you have that skill Right. But what can you do when there is pressure involved? And we try to simulate some pressure, you know, whether it's like people watching you, maybe right. you're like trying to win something or 
maybe there's time pressure and you're going to be compared to your peers or to yourself. So I introduced that kind of pressure and stuff because what you can do under pressure and what you think you can do are two very different things. <laughs> People, seasoned shooters have come to the program thinking they would like breeze through the first few classes and like after class one, they're just like, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't know any of that or whatever. So anyway, the topics go from like, hey, stance doesn't matter in shooting. And usually immediately, as soon as I say that, it's the first fundamental. It's like, let's talk fundamentals. Okay, stance doesn't matter. Okay, we talked about it. Stance is done. And then they're like, yeah. what? That's all I know. You know, it's like, I have final stand right, the gun, the recoil, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay. Um, and, you know, from like concepts like that, it's like, man, like the only thing that really matters in shooting is probably your trigger finger. So we talk about that. I mean, there's more to it. There's, there's a bigger story, yeah. but really when I teach this stuff, it's like, man, it's like 90% of it is your, your trigger press and you can't do that, right? Who cares what you're doing? Right. I don't care if your sights are perfect. I mean, that doesn't mean a squat. give your grip. So, like, we'll go as, as simple as that at the beginning to as, you know, hey, man, like, you're literally going to run from here to there and try to get some stuff on that target there. And then you have to discriminate because that, that, one's, that one's a friendly and that one's not. Like, how do you make decisions while you're under pressure? Because that's going to be a very important thing to do when it's not paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when, and when the paper you thought was a problem and it's not a problem and you looked up around the barrier and it's like oh that's that's not a problem and i just put two holes in it you know what i mean make those yeah. mistakes here so yeah. that you don't have to make those mistakes when it really really matters so the concepts that we tried to, to, to talk about it's not i mean mostly my classes are performance based because i'm a performance guy but we yeah. talk about some some tactical things some considerations about i mean um do you ever unlock your bedside safe and point it at the door like do you dry practice that and, and they go, huh? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. How long does it take you? Like the moment you notice there's a problem in the house right. and now it's at your door. First of all, do you lock your door at night? Which another thing is gives you a couple more seconds. But anyway, so you, there's a problem at your door. How quick can you go from your bedside safe to presenting to the door and, you know, just put a single like, dry press in there? Like how long do you know? And I would tell you 95 plus percent of the people go, I've never even like tried to open my safe under time pressure. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how about we make that a regular? It's like, I know, like for right. me, I know my metrics. I know in my house, if the problem made it to my door, which is a real problem, that means a lot of other things have failed, right? Yeah. I, I've got exactly about, it's like four and a half, five seconds from safe, from safe to front door. And I can do a lot of work. And, you know, once we get to that five seconds, that's good metrics to know. Like, hey, can I draw on this or is it too late? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. or or whatever. So we talk about specific considerations. It's not just, oh, here's a table. This is like your bench at home. Uh -huh. It's like you don't ever get it from a bench at home. You probably get it from a safe at home or from your person you're carrying it on you, you know. Yeah. So we practice that specific in, in my class. And part of their dry fire program is. Okay, cool, man. Lay down in your bed <laughs> and wow. figure out how how quick can you unlock your bedside safe. And for some people, it's biometric. Yeah, and I'm you're like a little nervous, and everything is shaking, <laughs> whatever. Or like, or like they don't even know like where their keys are. And I'm like, yeah. you don't have a yeah, gun then. You don't you don't yeah. have that force multiplier. You thought you did, but right. it takes you 16 wow. minutes to open it. It's not gonna help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's huge, man. No, I like that. I like it's real world, dude. That's what's up. What kind of things do you 
hear out there or see that a lot of people are doing wrong? Like even when you do your consultations or yeah, you know, when you're talking with civilians, what kind of stuff do you see that they're doing wrong? So are like you- out in the like open world, like, you know, when people are yeah. out and about and stuff, I mean, it's your phone. That's these days. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what it is. <laughs> even for the best of us, sometimes it's the phone, you know? It's like, I mean, yeah. And, and for some of us, it's like, that's where business is, you know, that's how we keep in touch and network and stuff. I get it. But yeah. if you want to isolate a major problem for 2021 people out in public, it's your phone, man. Like, especially yeah. like coming in out of your car, going into your house, getting out of your house, coming out of the store, like transitional spaces, transitional spaces. I'm like, exactly when people know that you're not going to be paying attention, that's exactly where the problems are happening. You know, mm-hmm. the things you take for granted, like I just pulled into my driveway and I'm going to get my groceries or looking at my phone or whatever and go in the house because I'm home and I'm safe. Right, right. probably the the place where you want to be most <laughs> careful or like getting out of your car to, to like pump gas. It's like, right. man, put your phone down. Look around before you get out of the car for a second. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that's where people are like really making mistakes. Um, and then the other thing is like, man, if it doesn't look right, smell right, sound right, feel right, you should not be there. I don't, yeah, I don't care if it's like your grandma's yeah. 60th birthday, man. It's like you pull up and there's some weird music that never, you know, like there's some weird family from I don't know where. Yeah. And it smells like somebody's doing something that probably shouldn't be doing. Like just, you don't need to be there with your kids. Just go somewhere else. I mean, maybe a bad example that it's your 60th, you know, your grandma's 60th birthday, but you know what I mean? Like you pull up to a party and it's like, that ain't right. It doesn't smell right. Yeah. I'm out. So, because uh-huh. those are usually the places where you're going to have like problems created, you know, mm-hmm. problems or things become a problem because of it doesn't smell right, sound right, you know, all that stuff. Right. So, avoid that altogether and one less thing to worry about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100%. So, yeah, I think that's where people are making their biggest mistakes. And then it's for like home defense stuff. I don't, for, for me, I think most people don't don't have enough deterrence on the outside to make their houses less likely to be affected. So mm. the, one of the first things I, I look at when I do a drive up to somebody's house, there's I'm going to do a consultation with it. It's like, man, I just don't want your house to be the weakest link on the street. Just if I'm driving by, I want your house to like light up, like like the eyes of the house just open the second you pulled up. It's like, bling, okay. Lights come on. The cameras look like are obvious. Um, the dogs in the window. <laughs> exactly. Parking right, like already. Lights on every side are like boom, yeah. super bright. Where it's almost like uncomfortable to even like just walk in front of your house. Yeah. I'm like, man, if that's your house, somebody's gonna go pick something else. I mean, unless you have something very specific that they want, and that's a different problem. Like. You know, maybe maybe you're wealthy and people know it, or maybe you keep showing off all the goodies in your garage, or maybe, unfortunately, like in today's world, you have a teenage daughter. Like those are those are problems that are, you can't really deter in that way. But like, if your house looks like it's not the weakest on the street, you're doing pretty good. You probably never even have to get to more force multipliers. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what people can do better immediately. It's like, man, just tons of lights around the house obvious cameras i i don't hide them people go oh should i hide them so people don't see the camera i'm like why let people know that they're they're on camera man yeah oh but then they can see and they can touch i'm like man if they're going over there touching your cameras like that's okay that's what it's there for like we saw somebody touch your camera so 
either you're home and you get an alert or you're away, you get an alert or on video, somebody touch your camera. Okay. Something's happening sooner than later here. Right. You know, so people get stuck on trying to be all stealth. And it's like, no, nah, man, let's like, this is the time for you to be overt. <laughs> like right. I got lights, I got cameras. I can see you, man. Like don't hide in my bushes. I have no bushes in my front, you know, like we, I've had a, some clients just like, I'm like, man, just get rid of that. Like you can't yeah. see what's back there. Like you plant some like short plants right there. Yeah, man. <laughs> like don't that. have blind spots in your environment. You know, when you're, yeah. you're very vulnerable, you know, it's yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good one. No, that's awesome, man. I, I, I dig all that stuff. And I, I, I hope people listening are taking notes because these are, it's the little things that people don't think are a big deal. They just make them riper targets, you know? And if you don't know how to think like the wolf, then you won't see these things, you know? And, and then. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, how long, you know, with all the different suggestions you make, can people just so they have an idea, like, can people really get their house pretty, pretty set up? Is it like a huge undertaking? Uh, no. Um, as far as like fortifying your home, so it's like a little bit safer yeah. or whatever. Um, it's probably a little bit of an expense. I mean, you can you can do all of the things I just said in one day. Like you right. can install some cheap floodlights from like some lame uh, harbor freight. I don't care where you get them, cheap. Yeah. Just put them in a couple of different places around the perimeter so that anybody walks around your house, the house lights up. It's like the eyes of the house open up, and that it's like the house is saying, "I see you, man." You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and you get like a simple, I don't know, I don't, I don't endorse any company, but like a ring system, copes, I don't care what you get, something that will, you can arm from your phone, so you don't, so you're not lazy and don't arm your freaking alarm. Right, the right, statistics right. on that are like disgusting of people that have an alarm that don't arm it because the the little keypad is like by their door and they're like already in bed, so they just don't put it on. It's yeah. like. Uh, just get one that you're comfortable enough that you can just like set it up with your phone just be done you know right. or they, they leave the house and they have no access to it so the house is just not armed and it's just how it is you know so yeah. get, get a, something simple like that i mean i'm guessing five to six hundred bucks and four hours of your time and now you've got a perimeter that makes your house not the weakest spot and weakest link, you're yeah. in a much better place Yes. Literally like four hours of your time and 600 bucks can go a long way. And then like monitoring systems, like people that monitor these alarm systems are like, it's so cheap anymore. It's like 10 bucks a month or whatever it is. Like, is it not worth it to you to just have somebody that is going to notice if the alarm's going off, if you're out of town or if you're, you're traveling in your family's home and you can't do something about it. They have the little like, panic button. Like my, my wife, <laughs> and they know where that stuff is, you know. Yeah. Where she's she's a protector too. I mean, she I train her legit, so she's a she's a good shot. She knows what's up. But still, I'm like, here's your panic button because you're not gonna have me to call because you know we have a house plan when we're both here, what right. to do and who does what. But if you're by yourself, you don't have time to be on the phone. Press the darn button. Start there. Get the force multiplier. Do the kid thing that we know how to do. You know where to go. All the stuff. But having a system like that. For one, and I tell my clients the same thing, if you don't have a step to take, you're going to be gripped with fear. Uh-huh. What what good comes of that? Yeah. At least you have something. I did something that maybe helps me. Okay, cool. Right. And then to do the second thing, whatever the second thing, and then do the third thing and do the fourth thing. I always tell them, like, look, if you have some tools, you may not be able to, like, fix the world and save the day and all that stuff. You're not going to be superhero Rambo guy, but you won't be sitting there completely frozen 
having the worst day of your life and not right. being able to help anybody or yourself. You're like, man, I pressed the button for the alarm. Okay, so they know I'm in trouble. I got my force multiplier. I got my kids. We're barricaded in this room. I've barked out some commands. Like you're doing some stuff that right. gives you not just hope, but also like just I have some confidence <laughs> that but helps on the way and I'm helping myself instead of just like, I'm just going to sit here and act like this is not happening because that's yeah. what people do. The, yeah, the normalcy bias, like, yeah. oh, this can't be happening to me. We live in a nice neighborhood. It's like, yeah. no, no, bro, that's not how it works. <laughs> and literally your the time you have to save your own life is leaving while you're like, no, this isn't happening. Why is that happening? Why is this person <laughs> trying to come in? It's happening. Yeah. Like seconds are passing. And that's cognitive. For sure. Making it your case helpless almost. That's huge. Mm -hmm. You know, video out of, you know, some of the shootings that have happened where active shooters are just walking through environments and people are just laying on the ground, uh, just getting shot because they just don't have any software for how to deal with this situation. There's just nothing in there. For sure. You know, and that stuff happens, man, when you get confronted. That's why I post the stuff I post the way I post it. I dropped those real world violent situations. Yeah, those have been great, by the way. Good job. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Man. <laughs> I don't know. know if it was either posted this, but there was a dude coming down. There was like a video camera on a bus, and this dude was coming. I've used it in class before, but yeah. this dude comes down the bus and he's like pointing a gun in everybody's face and taking their stuff. Right. I don't know if you, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. He's They're literally wild. coming down the it's bus. Like Mexico or. I don't know, but he's pointing the gun, taking their phone and their wallet, gun, phone, yeah. wallet. And he's just so full, like, because he's going from person to person. Nobody's saying anything. Yeah. Everybody's nobody's reacting and yeah. nobody's noticing that this dude is just robbing everybody. Everybody's just stuck on their phone like this. Yeah. 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 Not even and nobody's noticing. I'm just like, okay, remember when I was like, phone is the problem? Okay. That's the problem because you, you would have noticed 10 people just got robbed. 100%. So he finally gets to this dude and he puts a gun in his, and this dude, had the wherewithal to like go, no, man, we're not doing this. And he like swats the gun, right? I'm like, okay, so maybe, so finally I'm like, I'm watching this video going, all right, there's hope. Like somebody has been doing some stuff to be a little bit more dangerous to bad people. And then he's, as he's stuffing the gun, which is like, okay, good. I like that. It's offline. You're not, it's not pointing at anybody. You're fighting this dude. Instead of throwing the phone on the ground, he's like searching for his pocket on his coat. So he doesn't like, what, to crack the phone? <laughs> this guy was I mean, dedicated. Stuff- to his phone. <laughs> yeah. You try to get that guy's watch or his wallet, he probably would have gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like my yeah. phone. No, bro. I got my contacts in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so they're wrestling to the ground, and I'm just watching this going, I can't watch any more of these. Just and the people around them, like if they were also somewhat equipped, the second you see an opportunity, somebody's doing something about it, man, you gotta swallow oh, no. this guy up. Can you imagine you and me oh. on that bus? Behind no. this guy, oh, oh. Just, it would have been lights up. Good night. Just, just go sleep. Just go yeah, sleep. Yeah. Bro, just you know? lay down. Just, yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, but I, I just want to equip more people to not only for themselves, but I mean, if one of my people, one of my like, you know, trained people, is on a, a situation like that, they're just not going to sit there and act like nothing's happening. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what we talk about in classes. Like, man. Of course, you have to like deal with your like morality and when can you get involved or not get involved, all that stuff. I'm I'm into that. And you right. should make those decisions well ahead of time. But man, I promise you, you're in a bus, it's a closed environment, the dude's got a gun. You are involved. You can't leave. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. 100%. And so now what can you do? And this is not, you know, 
oh, I'll just slap him. No, 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 man. Like, it's what a waste. You're going to do something to incapacitate somebody, at least for a while. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, anyway, so that's kind of stuff we talk about. It's like, don't don't be a sheep, like, whatever. Then get out of your phone. (laughs) No, 100%, man. I couldn't couldn't agree more. Uh, it's, It's an interesting thing. The amount of videos I get sent with people just fighting on their own to their death, people complying and still getting killed like yeah. and it's for me it's just like that's i i want it's hard to to realize that this type of evil exists and i i mm. want the same thing i want to help increase the amount of on-scene accountability when by good people you know because the mm-hmm. cops are getting there on that bus you know you know mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. just awesome what we have to do that's why i love your company name too man that's perfect um <laughs> you mentioned children yeah. Uh, what role would you say children can play in like a home security plan or a plan once things kick off? Yeah, that's a great question. And either people ask almost right away when I go do home consultation, like, what do my kids do or whatever? Or yeah. what do I do with my kids is what they normally say. They, instead of what the kids do, what would do my kids? And my my answer is always the same. Um, if they're eight plus, give them a job. Even if it's like, okay, you get your little brother and you guys go here in this room yeah. or whatever, like give them something. Cause again, for the same reason they can sit there gripped with fear, like can scream and cry and stuff, or they can feel like they're doing something that's helping. Right. So now yeah. all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm going to get my little brother. We're going to go to the room and mom's going to be over there in that specific place where dad told us to go practice or whatever. The other, it doesn't matter who mom or dad or whatever, but at least they have something to do. Um, if they're mm-hmm. older, they can do more. I mean, maybe they're on the phone. I mean, it's like, later teenagers give them more jobs you do more things you know you you lock this door you get this phone you maybe say these words train them on how to make the phone call so that the phone call doesn't turn into an incriminating <laughs> phone call for you which is yeah. a big deal also also part of the things that we talk in class is like what do you say what do you not say even if you're not talking directly to law enforcement it's probably being recorded by something whether it's the cameras that you have around your house there's i mean right there's a million ways yeah for your, what you're saying to be recorded. And so like being really careful with the way you deliver commands behind a force multiplier, right? If you got a gun on you and you're saying X, Y, and Z, that could be a really bad thing, especially in California. So like what to say, when to say it and teaching kids from, you know, that early age that you can do something that helps us or you can do something that takes us down. So do, do the right thing and let's practice it. Okay. So like my kids are, um, still five and six, but another year or two, they're probably going to start going to the range with me. (laughs) You know, they're probably going to start figuring out like, okay, they're already doing like uh, self-defense classes, like martial arts classes at an early age. So they can at least have the confidence of I'm doing something. They're not going to be able to like be effective, you know, against like a bad dude necessarily at that age, but they can be effective in not making our situation worse, but by giving away our position and like crying or screaming or whatever, or, pretty much yeah. naming everybody in the house, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yeah. let the attacker not know who's in and what he's in for. You know what I mean? Right. So that kind of thing. Um, so the kids can do something. They can't do a lot to maybe effectively take down an, an opponent, but they can definitely help you not be in a worse position. And you should teach your kids that those sort of things. 100%. I love that, man. Any ideas uh, for keeping kids safe? Go ahead. You have something else? And I was going to say one more thing. One of the super common things is that kids 
when they're scared, they often will go to their closets, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Which is okay. It's like, you know, they close the door or whatever. Unfortunately, and I've done a lot of home consultations. Unfortunately, closets are in the essentially like the, the closest thing to the hallway for most homes. Uh, so think about some of the homes you've been in, like you're going down the hallway, there's multiple bedrooms. Usually yeah. the closet is the thing that's closest, the closest drywall to the, so it's usually the oh. door and the closet and the door and the closet, uh-huh. it's facing the hallway most of the time. Yeah. And I don't know if the houses are built that way for like sound, whatever, I don't know. Or because obviously the window is on the other side. So um, unfortunately though, if you're an armed home defender, and somebody's also armed, and now we have a that kind of thing going. James, you yeah. don't want don't you do not want your kids in the in the closet in the hallway. Yeah, huh. does that make sense? Because yeah. now you have drywall, and then very next thing is your child's head or whatever. Like get the kids away from the hallway. So if you can't go get them for whatever reason, train them to be as far away from like the hallway as possible in yeah. better angles or better whatever. So that's one of the things that we always talk about because it's super normal for a kid to go, I'm scared I'm and I'm just going to go to the closet. And maybe they're even taught wrongly that way. It's like, Hey, go to your closet and close it so they can't find you. It's like, yeah, unless there's shooting going on in the hallway, which in which case do not be in the, anyway. So that's one of the things that yeah, that's that often comes up. I, I, I never really thought about that. Now that's good stuff. Any yeah. thoughts for keeping kids safe at school? Like, <laughs> send them with stuff. What any ideas on that? I know. Yeah, pray yeah. a lot. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, like I said, my girls already like do the self defense stuff. They, I think uh, they're they're in karate right now, whatever. Yeah. And that gives them a, like a little bit of confidence in being able to like, just handle themselves a little bit better, whatever, but there's evil in this world, man. And then, yeah. and sometimes you just can't do anything about it. Uh, if it were up to me, we'd have well-trained armed people at schools. Cause we do that for our money. We do for the, for our jewelry stores and whatever, but we don't do that for our kids. Yeah. It's like, it's mind boggling. But again, you know, I'm, I'm in the minority thinking that way. Yeah, How can my sure. kid possibly, <laughs> How can my kid possibly stop like an armed person from doing like massive damage? I mean, that's just, yeah. I can pray a lot that, 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 I'm, that we're spared that awful thing. Yeah. Um, I can, I can maybe talk to them about as they get older, you know, finding better places to be, how to fight somebody that's coming through the door. Cause my kids will also not be the helpless kids in the back, just frozen under their chair. Like right. that's going to help. You know, yes. so as they grow up, I can give them more information. But I mean, to give everybody anybody like a do this with your kids, that'll help at school. Man, pray a lot. That'll help your kids at school. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. That's good stuff, man. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What would you uh, we're getting into the closing questions now, man, but I'm excited about this. I hope more people you know, take you up on these services. And one of the reasons I asked you that question about um, how much time does it take? How long does it take to set your house up? Mm -hmm. I want people to realize like, hey, so these are like little things that you're not doing that could cost you everything. (laughs) They can get you picked for a home invasion. They can, you know, get you picked for a situation that, you know, the fallout, you know, monetarily and, and, and so many different categories, even psychologically and, you know, yeah. to the loss of life can be so devastating. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, 
a little more attention to these things, these systems, you know, the way you lock your house up, you know, the way you set on your alarms, you know, these little systems and lights and, and things like the, the bush placement and the way you enter and exit your home, they can save you so much, you know, uh, it just, it just takes some attention and a little bit of an investment. So that's awesome. Yeah, for I, sure. For sure. So many people to know, you know, uh, so that's good stuff. What would you say? Favorite quote, mantra saying? Um, I say this all the time in my classes and I don't know if it's all me because you know, I'm, I don't reinvent anything. I'm always like, man, I probably heard it somewhere or I combined yeah. it from two different people or whatever, but like, I always say violence is dangerous. So you should avoid it. But if mm-hmm. you're going to have to get violent, be really good at it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I talk about violence being a, you can, violence can be good. If that's the only way something's going to get resolved, uh, you, you better be darn good at it. Don't be so scared of violence that you can't be effective, but also if you can avoid it, 100%, you need to be avoiding violence because it, it is a dangerous thing and you're not always going to win. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so that's kind of my mantra. It's like work on good violence, be a good violent person, you know, know when it is that you have to be violent. And if you have to be, be really good, be really effective. Um, this is not a sport. You no, don't get, to, you don't get a second round. You don't get to set up your hits. Like I do the sparring. I do the stuff, man. It is not the same. This is if violence is required, be so good that you're, you can't get it wrong. You know what I mean? You stop the fight. You don't fight with someone. You stop the altercation. Yeah, man. I couldn't agree more. That's good stuff. And you have to be formidable. You know, mm. so much that's that said. You know, I, I think I said this morning in a video. I was like, being a good person is not enough. You must mm. be formidable. Otherwise, you're just a good victim. You know, <laughs> true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, being you know, a good person is not enough when it comes to this stuff, man. Um, is there a habit that you would suggest to folks? that either makes them a better person or a better protector? Um, yeah, I mean, so I am a, I'm relentless. Like a, I am a, I'm a finisher. I don't really start things and let them go. <laughs> I've, ah. got, I've usually got a, a to-do list and it gets, that to-do list gets formulated the day before and I've got a priority list. I get up, <laughs> I'm usually up early. If it's a habit that, that people should take is there are enough days, there are enough hours in a day. You just need to want it more than the next person um unfortunately people it's just easy to say oh i'm busy i don't have time for that it's like yeah man that means you don't want it that's that's not that you're busy you just don't want it and so i am that kind of person that's just i am going to peck at it until it's done or i'm going to get it done as soon as possible like that's just me i don't i don't let stuff fall and so instead of doing more and be mediocre a lot of things do less things and be really good at them uh i think that's something that's going away it seems like yeah. you know every kid is in every sport every activity everything and they're just like mediocre at everything and they're not <laughs> experiencing excellence at anything yeah like let 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 people be good at something really good at something you know so if that requires you to get up extra early or stay up extra late to get good at something man it is right. worth it in the long run yes just yes. do it all this like uh i'll get to it and people just don't finish anything anymore. It seems like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just getting old and, and grouchy, but. <laughs> no, I agree, man. I agree. They just don't have the wherewithal anymore, man. And it's like, 
geez, like I, I just had two conversations yesterday with some people about this and I just, I'm listening to all their reasons for not hitting the mark. And I'm like listening to them and I'm, I'm totally sympathetic because I love these people, but I'm just in my head. I'm like, you just have to get smarter. You have to get stronger and you have to yeah. try harder. Like, I, like I wish I could say implement the system. I wish I had a cheat code for you, but I'm listening to what you're saying. And I've had to do this 800 times because I started out really mediocre, dyslexic, fat. Like, uh, you know what uh, I mean? And I'm sitting here before you uh, and I'm like, I know, I know it looks impossible and it's really hard. But the answer is you're just going to have to do it harder. And it's just, it's just it. And until you get to that serious. People always want it, right? They want the cheat code. They want the like, how do I do this fastest? And I'm like, look, my own defender is already giving you like the blueprint sort of for like the easiest way to do it. But you still have to do the stuff. Like, you know, you still have to put some time on the mat. You still have to dry fire. You still have to think about all those scenarios. So you still have to do work to be excellent at something, you know, otherwise you're just kicking the tires. I don't don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. And I love that. How would you like to be remembered, Fabio? That's all said. Um, That's tough. An empowering person. I'm, I'm, I like to encourage people. Um, I want people, if anything, they remember, man, that guy was like, not necessarily like super positive, you know, I, I am for the most part, but just encouraging, just get to the finish line, go do it, get yeah. after it. There is time for this. You just need to put in the time, you know, the same things that we were talking yeah. two seconds ago, but I feel like if I can be an empowering person, I am, I am helping you get to your, your, to your potential, to your, to your finish line. You know, I, I hope that people remember that, you know. Are you sure you're not like watching my content before this? <laughs> you know, I mean, that, oh, that's, I, that's my heart. No too. doubt. I'm sure I do. Do you say that all the time? No, I mean, that's just my heart. Yeah, that's what I'm oh. all about, man. I'm just like trying to help people see their greatness, you know, because like I said, I started off like really mediocre. Now I'm decent at some things, you know, but I just yeah. know what people are can be capable of if they just commit to a course of action or just commit to bringing the best out of themselves, you know. And so it breaks my heart, man. And I'm the same way when I see somebody who's ignored or disrespected. I just want to put a smile on their face. I wanted to see their value, the value I see them, you know? So I see you. Yeah. I like that. I love that stuff. I love your message. I love what you're about, man. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we're connected. Oh, man. What a pleasure to talk with you. No. Anytime. Yeah. It's an (laughs) honor. Thanks for joining us. And then. What are you up to these days and where can people find you, man? What's the, uh, what's the, uh, I have my own defender on the socials, you know, um, my own defender.com has got, you know, some information on there. Um, I'll send you a link for that six month program. Um, in case, in case you want to share with somebody and if you want to ever come then you're 100% welcome, you'd be my guest. So if you want to come to classes, just hit me up, just come hang out, shoot. Yeah, anytime. Great, bring bring the wife. It'll be great. <laughs> my wife will be there. She comes at every single training. Uh, at the beginning, it was kind of like, okay, I need you to come because if I'm not home, and I, you know, I do some traveling. Like if I'm not home, you gotta do stuff. Yeah. And now she's like, of course I'm coming because she likes it and she's good <laughs> at it. And yeah, and uh, I usually have females in in class. Like it's a pretty standard thing for me. I I enjoy working with them. And I think the fact that my wife is there to like support and help is really cool too. So bring her, 
It'll be great. <laughs> man. No, I love it. Good to go. Well, all right, Fabio. Thank you so much, brother. I look forward to training with you here soon, man. Anytime. Just let me know. All right, solid. Boom. Yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, You'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, also go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, Anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, That helps. That helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.